0: Chapter 6, verses 7 through 10, of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 6 and 8. When ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be ye not therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of, before ye ask him. Augustine. As the hypocrites used to set themselves so as to be seen in their prayers, whose reward is to be acceptable to men, so the Ethnini, that is, the Gentiles, used to think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Therefore, he adds, when ye pray, do not ye use many words. Cassian. We should indeed pray often, but in short form, lest if we be long in our prayers the enemy that lies in wait for us might suggest something for our thoughts. Augustine, Yet to continue long in prayer is not as some think what is here meant by using many words. For much speaking is one thing and an enduring fervency another. For of the Lord himself it is written that he continued a whole night in prayer and prayed at great length, setting an example to us. The brethren in Egypt are said to use frequent prayers, but those very short, and, as it were, with hasty ejaculations, lest that fervency of spirit, which is most behoofful for us in prayer, should by long continuance be violently broken off. Herein themselves sufficiently show that this fervency of spirit, as it is not to be forced if it cannot last, so if it has lasted is not to be violently broken off. Let prayer, then, be without much speaking, but not without much entreaty, if this fervent spirit can be supported. For much speaking in prayer is to use in a necessary matter more words than necessary. But to entreat much is to importune with enduring warmth of heart him to whom our entreaty is made. For often is this business affected more by groans than words, by weeping more than speech. Chrysostom Hereby he dissuades from empty speaking in prayers, as, for example, when we ask of God things improper, as dominions, fame, overcoming of our enemies, or abundance of wealth. He commands, then, that our prayers should not be long, long, that is, not in time, but in multitude of words. For it is right that those who ask should persevere in their asking, being instant in prayer, as the Apostle instructs, but does not thereby enjoin us to compose a prayer of 10,000 verses and speak at all, which he secretly hints at when he says, Do not ye use many words, gloss. What he condemns in many words in praying, that will of want of faith as the Gentiles do, for a multitude of words were needful for the Gentiles, seeing that the demons could not know for what they petitioned well instructed by them, they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Augustine. And truly all superfluity of discourse has come from the Gentiles, who labor rather to practice their tongues than to cleanse their hearts and introduce this art of rhetoric into that wherein they need to persuade God. Gregory. True prayer consists rather in the bitter groans of repentance than in the repetition of set forms of words. Augustine for we use many words then when we have to instruct one who is in ignorance what need of them to him who is the creator of all things your heavenly father knoweth what ye have need of before you ask him jerome on this there starts up a heresy of certain philosophers who taught the mistaken dogma that if god knows for what we shall pray and before we ask knows what we need our prayer is Needlessly made to one who has such knowledge. To such we shortly reply that in our prayers we do not instruct but entreat. It is one thing to inform the ignorant, another to beg of the understanding. The first were to teach, the latter is to perform a service of duty. Chrysostom, you do not then pray in order to teach God your wants, but to move him, that you may become his friend by the importunity of your applications to him, that you may be humbled, that you may be reminded of your sins. Augustine, nor ought we to use words in seeking to obtain of God what we would, but to seek with intense and fervent application of mind, with pure love and supplicant spirit. Id, but even with words we ought at certain periods to make prayer to God, that by these signs of things we may keep ourselves in mind, and may know what progress we have made in such desire, and may stir up ourselves more actively to increase this desire, that after it have begun to wax warm, it may not be chilled and utterly frozen up by diverse cares, without our continual care to keep it alive. Words, therefore, are needful for us that we should be moved by them, that we should understand clearly what it is we ask, not that we should think that by them the Lord is either instructed or persuaded. Id. Still, it may be asked, what is the use of prayer at all, whether made in words or in meditation of things, if God knows already what is necessary for us? The mental posture of prayer calms and purifies the soul, and makes it of more capacity to receive the divine gifts which are poured into it. For God does not hear us for the prevailing force of our pleadings. He is at all times ready to give us his light, but we are not ready to receive it, but prone to other things. There is then in prayer a turning of the body to God, and a purging of the inward eye, whilst those worldly things which we desire are shut out, that the eye of the mind made single, might be able to bear the single light, and in it abide with that joy with which a happy life is perfected. Verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Gloss. Amongst his other saving instructions and divine lessons, wherewith he counsels believers, he has set forth for us a form of prayer in few words, thus giving us confidence that that will be quickly granted for which he would have us pray so shortly. Cyprian, he who gave to us to live, taught us also to pray, to the end that speaking to the Father in the prayer which the Son hath taught, we may receive a readier hearing. It is praying like friends and familiars to offer up to God of his own. Let the Father recognize the Son's words When we offer up our prayer, and seeing we have him, when we sin for an advocate with the Father, let us put forward the words of our advocate. When, as sinners, we make petition for our offenses, gloss, yet we do not confine ourselves wholly to these words, but use others as conceived in the same sense, with which our heart is enkindled. Augustine since in every entreaty we have first to propitiate the good favor of him whom we entreat, and after that mention what we entreat for. And this we commonly do by saying something in praise of him whom we entreat, and place it in the front of our petition. In this the Lord bids us say no more than only, Our Father which art in heaven. Many things were said of them to the praise of God, yet do we never find it taught to the children of Israel to address God as our Father. He is rather set before them as a Lord over slaves. But of Christ's people, the Apostle says, we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and that's not of our deservings, but of grace. This, then, we express in the prayer when we say, Father, which name also stirs up love. For what can be dearer than sons are to a father, and a supplicant spirit, in that men should say to God, our Father, and a certain presumption that we shall obtain, for what will he not give to his sons when they ask of him, who has given them that first that they should be sons? Lastly, how great anxiety possesses his mind, that having called God his Father, He should not be unworthy of such a father. But by this the rich and the noble are admonished when they have become Christians not to be haughty towards the poor or lowly born who like themselves may address God as our Father. And they therefore cannot truly or piously say this unless they acknowledge such for brethren. Chrysostom For what hurt does such kindred with those beneath us? when we are all alike kin to one above us. For who calls God Father, and that one title confesses at once the forgiveness of sins, the adoption, the heirship, the brotherhood, which he has with the only begotten, and the gift of the Spirit? For none can call God Father, but he who has obtained all these blessings. In a twofold manner, therefore, he moves the feeling of them that pray, both by the dignity of him who is prayed to, and the greatness of those benefits which we gain by prayer. Cyprian, we say not my father, but our father, for the teacher of peace and master of unity would not have men pray singly or severally, since when any prays, he is not to pray for himself only. Our prayer is general and for all, and when we pray, we pray not for one person, but for us all, because we all are one so also he willed that one should pray for all according as himself in one did bear us all pseudo chrysostom to pray for ourselves it is our necessity compels us to pray for others brotherly charity instigates gloss also because he is a common father of all we say our father not my father which is appropriate to Christ alone, who is his Son by nature. Chrysostom. Which art in heaven is added, that we may know that we have a heavenly Father, and may blush to immerse ourselves holy and earthly things when we have a Father in heaven. Cassian. And that we should speed with strong desire thitherward where our Father dwells. Chrysostom. In heaven, not confining God's presence to that, but withdrawing the thoughts of the petitioner from earth and fixing them on things above. Augustine, or in heaven is among the saints and the righteous men, for God is not contained in space. For the heavens literally are the upper parts of the universe, and if God is thought to be in them, then are the birds of the more desert than men, seeing they must have their habitation nearer to God. But God is nigh. It is not said to the men of lofty stature, or to the inhabitants of the mountain tops, but to the broken in heart. But as the sinner is called earth, as earth thou art, and unto earth thou must return, so might the righteous on the other hand be called the heaven. Thus then it would be rightly said, Who art in heaven? For there would seem to be much difference spiritually between the righteous and sinners as locally between heaven and earth, with the intent of signifying which thing it is that we turn our faces in prayer to the east, not as though God were there only, deserting all other parts of the earth, but that the mind may be reminded to turn itself to that nature which is more excellent, that is, to God, when his body, which is of earth, is turned to the more excellent body, which is of heaven. For it is desirable that all, both small and great, should have right conceptions of God. And therefore, for such as cannot fix their thoughts on spiritual natures, it is better that they should think of God as being in heaven than in earth. Augustine. Having named him to whom prayer is made, and where he dwells, let us now see what things they are for which we ought to pray. For the first of all the things that are prayed for is, hallowed be thy name, not implying that the name of God is not holy, but that it may be held sacred of men, that is, that God may be so known that nothing may be esteemed more holy. Chrysostom. Or he bids us in praying, beg that God may be glorified in our life, as if we were to say, make us to live so that all things may glorify thee through us for hallowed signifies the same as glorified. It is a petition worthy to be made by man to God, to ask nothing before the glory of the Father, but to postpone all things to his praise. Cyprian, otherwise we say this not as wishing for God to be made holy by our prayers, but asking of him for his name to be kept holy in us. For seeing he himself has said, be ye holy for i also am holy it is this that we ask and request that we who have been sanctified in baptism may preserve such as we have begun augustine but why is this perseverance asked of god if as the pelagians say it is not given by god it is not a mocking petition to ask of god what we know is not given by him but it is in the power of man himself to attain. Cyprian For this we daily make petition, since we need a daily sanctification, in order that we who sin day by day may cleanse afresh our offenses by a continual sanctification. Verse 10 Thy kingdom come. Gloss It follows suitably that after our adoption as sons, we should ask a kingdom which is due to sons. Augustine this is not so said as though god did not now reign on earth or had not reigned over it always come must therefore be taken for be manifested to men for none shall then be ignorant of his kingdom when his only begotten not in understanding only but in visible shape shall come to judge the quick and the dead this day of judgment the lord teaches shall then come when the gospel shall have been preached to all nations, which thing pertains to the hallowing of God's name. Jerome. Either it is a general prayer for the kingdom of the whole world that the reign of the devil may cease, or for the kingdom in each of us that God may reign there, and that sin may not reign in our mortal body. Cyprian. Or it is that kingdom which was promised to us by God and bought with Christ's blood, that we who before in the world have been servants may afterwards reign under the dominion of Christ. Augustine, for the kingdom of God will come whether we desire it or not, but herein we kindle our desires toward that kingdom, that it may come to us and that we may reign in it. Cassian, or because the saint knows by the witness of his conscience that when the kingdom of God shall appear, he shall be partaker therein. Jerome, but be it noted that it comes of high confidence and of an unblemished conscience only to pray for the kingdom of God and not to fear the judgment. Cyprian, the kingdom of God may stand for Christ himself, whom we day by day wish to come, and for whose advent we pray that it may be quickly manifested to us as he is our resurrection because in him we rise again so may he be called the kingdom of god because we are to reign in him rightly we ask for god's kingdom that is for the heavenly because there is a kingdom of this earth beside he however who has renounced the world is superior to its honors and to its kingdom And hence, he who dedicates himself to God and to Christ longs not for the kingdom of earth, but for the kingdom of heaven. Augustine, when they pray, let thy kingdom come, what else do they pray for who are already holy, but that they may persevere in holiness? They now are given unto them. For no otherwise will the kingdom of God come than, as it is certain, it will come to those that persevere unto the end. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Id. In that kingdom of blessedness, the happy life will be made perfect in the saints, as it now is in the heavenly angels. And therefore, after the petition, thy kingdom come, follows, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. That is, as by the angels who are in heaven, thy will is done so as that they have fruition of thee no error clouding their judgments no pain marring their blessedness so may it be done by thy saints who are on earth and who as to their bodies are made of earth so that thy will be done is rightly understood as thy commands be obeyed as in heaven so in earth that is as by the angels so by men Not that they do what God would have them do, but they do because he would have them do it. That is, they do after his will. Chrysostom. See how excellently this follows, having taught us to desire heavenly things by that which he said, Thy kingdom come. Before we come to heaven, he bids us make this earth into heaven. In that saying, Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Rome. Let them be put to shame by this text, who falsely affirm that there are daily falls in heaven, Augustine, or as by the righteous, so by sinners, as if he had said, As the righteous do thy will, so also may sinners, either by turning to thee, or in receiving every man his just reward, which shall be in the last judgment or by the heaven and the earth, we may understand the spirit and the flesh. As the Apostle says, In my mind I obey the law of God. We see the will of God done in the spirit. But in that change which is promised to the righteous there, let thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. That is, as the spirit does not resist God, so let the body not resist the spirit or as in heaven, so in earth, as in Christ Jesus himself, so in his earth, as in the man who did his father's will, so in the woman who is espoused of him. And heaven and earth may be suitably understood as husband and wife, seeing it is of the heaven that the earth brings forth her fruits. Cyprian. We ask not that God may do his own will, but that we may be enabled to do what he wills should be done by us, and that it may be done in us, we stand in need of that will, that is, of God's aid and protection, for no man is strong by his own strength, but is safe in the indulgence and pity of God. Chrysostom, for virtue is not of our own efforts, but of grace from above. Here again is enjoined on each one of us prayer for the whole world, Inasmuch as we are not to say, Thy will be done in me or in us, but throughout the earth, that error may cease, truth be planted, malice be banished, and virtue return, and thus the earth not differ from heaven. Augustine. From this passage is clearly shown, the Pelagians, that the beginning of faith is God's gift. When Holy Church prays for unbelievers, that they may begin to have faith moreover seeing it is done already in the saints why do they yet pray that it may be done but that they pray that they may persevere and that they have begun to be these words as in heaven so in earth must be taken as common to all three preceding petitions observe also how carefully it is worded he said not father hallow thy name in us let thy kingdom come on us do thy will in us, nor again let us hollow thy name, let us enter into thy kingdom, let us do thy will, that it should not seem to be either God's doing only or man's doing only, but he used a middle form of speech and the impersonal verb, for as man can do nothing good without God's aid, so neither does God work good in man unless man wills it. End of chapter 6, verses 7 through 10.